Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to It's All Kicking Off, another football roundtable discussion podcast with myself, Adam Wilborn, and Adam Nicholas from What Culture Football here to discuss another burning football issue. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Football on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast from for daily football podcasts. As I said, though, joined by Adam Nicholas uh, to talk about Andrea Pirlo being new Juventus manager, um, Nicholas. You and I are two of the biggest fans of Pirlo here in Newcastle. Uh, first of all, what do you make to the news that he's been upgraded very quickly from under-23 manager to manager of Juventus to replace Maurizio Sarri? Well, this was a delightful little piece of news, wasn't it, to stumble across on Saturday. Uh, I believe we may have even been celebrating your birthday at the time. Who knows? I wouldn't want to spread more news. You'll have to wait till the next little bit of football news we give you tomorrow. But yes... Fascinating this. I genuinely felt like this was something I've dreamt up in the past. The picture of PLO by the UV logo in the suit as the manager. But here he is. Um, obviously, sorry, getting sacked. Uh, probably the inevitable thing we know because Juventus have been chasing that uh, the, the Champions League for so long now to try and get it back in their possession and have not really had much luck with it. Sorry, obviously brought on for that. The league was no problem pretty much for him. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, Champions League didn't land. So they brought in the real football and genius. David Moyes, take a seat because <laughs> Andrea Pirlo is here. I honestly can't tell you how much I want this to work out because I have seen many players or pundits who I've enjoyed in the past become managers and it did not go well. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a mixed bag, isn't it? I think people will point to the likes of Guardiola and Zidane and say, look, ex-players can go on and, and really do great things and they forget that there are many, many other examples where that did not happen. And I, I believe I read somewhere, I can't remember who it was off the top of my head. Well, Gattuso is not exactly welcoming Pirlo in with open arms, but someone no. else said an alien like Pirlo on the pitch doesn't necessarily translate to being a great manager. We'll get into that in due course. In terms of sorry, though, it wasn't really just the lack of a Champions League either, no. was it? It was the, the the lack of success domestically. Yes, granted, yeah. as you say, they won the, the uh, Serie A, the Italian National League, but they failed in the cup competitions. And by most reports, obviously, Ronaldo wasn't happy, which is always a sign of things are probably going to come to an end soon. And it wasn't the style of football or the the way that they won games wasn't mm. necessarily the right way for management, upper management, this is, uh, of Juventus or the fans. Yeah, that's obviously a very high standard when you're Juventus manager because, as we say, the league at the moment, the way uh, Serie A is, 
tends to be a given. That now there are teams who are getting closer every year, but for the for the for the reasonable last however long, Juventus have been the champs, and for good reason because they've been the best side. But that's your bare minimum, isn't it? To win the league is your bare minimum. So no domestic cup, no Champions League. You're thinking, well, this is not really the kind of standard they aspire to. Sarri was always an interesting appointment as well, I thought, because um, given his history, particularly obviously his stint at Chelsea, where he struggled to manage that group of players and struggled to get the respect from that group of players, in particular, some of the more like the more mature heads, but also some of the guys who you would have actually maybe thought like were his signings and would have mm. actually listened to him, didn't. Uh, and this is always going to be an interesting case. It hasn't quite worked out from the way he wanted. Ronaldo is, again... Uh, a fantastic player, but also, as you can imagine, an ego that you have to manage quite carefully to make sure you're getting the best out of it for both the player and the team. And if anything, that's probably one of the biggest tasks you're going to get if you are indeed the manager of a team where Cristiano Ronaldo is at. Because you want to do it the right way, but you also have to do it a way that sort of keeps him happy because an unhappy Cristiano Ronaldo is not a Ronaldo that you want at your club at all. Uh, we talked about Ronaldo uh, in the news this morning around links with him and, and PSG. Do you think, as we suggested, that bringing Pirlo in uh, won't just change the fortunes of Juventus on European club scene, but also in terms of perhaps convincing their, their star man to stay for at least one more season? You'd like to hope so, wouldn't you? I mean, if I'm a footballer and you get to work with a multitude of different managers, uh, Ronaldo has probably seen quite a few in his time, both like, well, obviously not so much at Man United, but definitely at Real Madrid. Um, and I just think this is an interesting project. If I'm a player there now and PLO comes in, I'm thinking this is interesting because this is a man who is a footballing man through and through. This is the guy who, akin to what a Xavi or an Iniesta would be at Barcelona, these people care about football. Like they want to play good football and they want to play simple football that the fans are going to enjoy. PLO understands the event as a club far better than most of the people you're going to bring in to come and manage that club. And I think it tells you a lot that this is a guy who, before this, was obviously heavily heavily associated with AC Milan, would hmm. genuinely consider Juventus to be more his home than it would in Milan, despite all the successes he had there as well. So this is a club he loves. This is a club he would love to certainly take as a manager and take them forward. And I think already, I think we're going to talk about it shortly, but the kind of signings that he's already looking to bring in hmm. strike me like this is a... For the club and manager, they're thinking long-term. Yes, it's a big gamble, I have to say this, for, for both uh, Pirlo and Juventus. For Pirlo, if he fails, I mean, where does he go from here as, as a manager? I mean, I don't think there's going to be a shortage of offers, but you're never really going to get this sort of opportunity again. And for Juventus, I mean, you know, the names that were being linked with Juve, you know, Maurizio Pochettino, even someone like Pep Guardiola, who's... Mm. He never really, you know, done anything in Italy in terms of management. Yeah. Of course, he's kind of conquered every other Nash, uh, you know, European league um, except for for Syria. Um, it's a big, big, big gamble. But in terms of pressure, I think Pirlo, for anyone who watched him against England in penalty shootouts, will know it's something he probably can handle at least when he's in control. Andrea Pirlo's famous quote, I'm going to have to paraphrase because I can't remember the exact wording off the top of my head, but he says that he doesn't feel pressure. This is the man who in his autobiography said he doesn't feel it. The night before the World Cup, he spent the day basically playing uh, FIFA on his PlayStation and then he said, and then I just went to play the match and we won the World Cup. Like, this is a guy who doesn't feel pressure. This is a guy who understands the game better than anybody, has a brilliant brain for the game. I absolutely agree, by the way, with the likes of uh, Conte and Gattuso who have already spoken about and said, this isn't just a guarantee, you know, it's not necessarily that just because he was a great player, immediately becomes a great manager. I just feel like 
an understanding of the game to that degree. And hopefully the players and the club sort of ethos that he has is something mm. that he can bring that maybe not a lot of the other managers have, despite the fact they've got better 10 years as manager than he does. But, I mean, yeah, if you're going to get someone who might be able to instill that sort of complete lack of pressure feeling into the players as well and maybe get them playing in that way, this is the man I'd want to bring in, I think. On the other hand, it's an easier start because he's not going to completely rehabilitate Juventus. I believe yeah. they've won the the Syria A title for nearly a, a decade straight, mm. it seems. Um, there are issues with that Juve squad, though. Uh, I don't think he's going to struggle scoring goals. Um, and certainly in terms of like centre-halves, he isn't in trouble either. But what does he need to change at Juve? I think he's already highlighted himself and ironic, obviously, because he was in those boots is that the midfield seems to be the area where they perhaps need a fresh lick of paint. Um, like you say, the attack speaks for itself. I mean, crikey, if any team would be happy to have half of the strike force that Juventus has got. The one thing I would say is obviously as a, defensively, they've got some brilliant players there. But typically, as is with the, uh, the way of Italian football, the, the back four, they're of a certain age, aren't they? So, like, they're a great unit and they always have been for, for many, many years uh, in Juventus. But there's definitely going to be a point where that's going to need to be addressed. And then you don't want them all disappearing at the very same time, which mm. would be a concern. Um, but I think I think the midfield seems to be the area he wants to add to and maybe bring in just a bit more of the kind of the feel. And as you said before, the style of play that they want to be playing at Juventus. They need those good footballing midfielders to link the play up to the front guys and I think maybe that's what they've slightly been lacking if if indeed anything although you know this is a it's a good again again this is a good team but it's a hard bar to try and meet because you are Juventus you have to win the league and after that everything else is considered to be a job well done I guess but it's, it's odd isn't it many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
before we get on to signings, just talking about the, the squad that he's inherited, you obviously allude to Chiellini Benucci. I mean, if you're ever going to have defenders learn from other central defenders, I mean, you couldn't really get any better than those two. I mean, we... It's some I think it's fair. Some English pundits roll their eyes or question someone like uh, a style of Chiellini, but mm. it's effective. And you know, having someone like uh, Delit from uh, Ajax, of course, came yeah. in. I believe they've got um, a, de- a Turkish defender, Demiral, who uh, is yeah. learning from those from them as well. It, it's a it's a brilliant example. Uh, we obviously learned recently that Pjanic is heading to Barcelona in a sort of transfer slash swap deal with with Arthur. And mm-hmm. I know um, that Pirlo has said in the past that he's a big, big fan for obvious reasons of a, a four three three formation, um, which could really play into his hands with, with with the players that he's got right now. Yeah, I think so, and I think it's the kind of you know it's forward style that maybe you'd want to see uh, Juventus playing free flowing. It's interesting I find that because in a lot of the teams I think he's played in previously, it's been a 4-4-2, isn't it? Like, mm. he's always been, like, the sort of quarterback of that little diamond and you've had the two up top. But the game has changed so dramatically that if you maybe just want to... It's probably going to be similar, a similar shape, but more that fourth point of the diamond is just pushed further up towards uh, the attack. But you're right. I mean, in terms of the likes of uh, Chiellini and Benucci you mentioned there, like, these guys are... They're going to respond well probably to a player who they have played with. They understand him. They probably know him quite well as a player. And much like we've seen with Frank Lampard at Chelsea, like we've seen with Arteta at Arsenal, this the the recipe's there for this to be good and for him to get the best out of it. And you'd hope that that would impact the team across the board. Yeah, we, we talk about this seemingly more and more. Um, I don't know what the, the the tipping point was, but you've seen it with, as you mentioned, those those teams there. You've got it obviously in spades at Liverpool. Mm. Uh, I feel like Guardiola's trying to to reinstill this in the City side since they've sort of lost their way. But it's this togetherness of squad and having someone like you say who's been in that changing room relatively mm. recently will really help them. Yeah, I think so. And well, I certainly hope so. Put it that way. I mean, it's not like. Again, we say help them. It's not like Juventus have struggled hugely. <laughs> like this is a team who continue to win the league. But if they're going to get that next level, they need someone who's been. I mean, you want to talk about experience. You're talking to a guy who was in an AC Milan team who was three 0 up against Liverpool, and they lost. So if you can instill that mentality into players of the games aren't done until they're done, and similarly, he's obviously got the wonderful story of AC Milan coming back and eventually winning yep. that. Um, winning the, the revenge game against Liverpool, if you will. So they remember what that felt like, and he definitely will remember how to sort of gauge the big pressure that comes with that night, even though, again, he doesn't he doesn't feel pressure. But you know <laughs> what I mean? Four years other players and instilling that kind of mentality in them. It's a winner mentality in Europe. That's the thing. And Juventus mm. have always been considered to be one of the biggest clubs. But in recent years, you know, we had the, um, we had the final against, uh, I want to say, Barcelona or Real Madrid. It was Real Madrid. Mm. And... Um, where Mandzukic scored that incredible goal. That's right, against Real Madrid, because it was Gareth Bale, wasn't it? Um, but that's the kind of calibre you want to see Juve in every year. That's where yeah, I feel like they should be, like mm. at least in the semis or in yeah. the final of that competition. Across Europe, if they're going to be considered a big team again, that's where it needs to happen. And you can tell that the, the guys who are running the club are very much in that camp. They want to see that return. Juventus, the old lady, being the huge force that they have been considered in past years. We can but dream. I mentioned uh, Arthur obviously coming in from Barcelona. We've got mm. Dejan Kulisevsky, uh, who's also going to be arriving. In terms of si- other signings and those I've just mentioned there, uh, who were the names you're thinking of? 
Well, I'm going to have to cheat on it because we already we've already technically done the news about this. But I love the idea of the guys who uh, PLO is already looking at in terms of bringing those midfielders in to sort of to bring the next generation, the next step, if you will, to this Juventus team. He wants he's looking at Sandro Tonali from uh, Brescia, which mm. again for people who weren't watching the news this morning. Uh, PLO has already kind of said that he thinks this guy is a better player than him, a more complete footballer, a more complete footballer than Andrea PLO. So just, <laughs> just not that I'm trying to overhype this, and my apologies to Nali if you do end up there and it's all too much for you, but that is quite a tag from a man who's obviously a keen admirer of Tonali's. And also on top of that, you've got Nicola Zaniolo from uh, Roma, who has been in and around the team, and he's certainly provided the kind of Enough for you to see there's potential there. Both these players have got huge upsides if they can get the right team to be involved in and get the right amount of games. I mean, you look at a team like the, um, that Liverpool side that Jurgen Klopp has made. Yes, he brought a lot of younger players in. Same with his Dortmund side, but he knows how to bring them into the team, give them enough time so they progress, and eventually he's got this new squad of brilliant players. That might be the kind of thing we're looking for at Juventus. And this seems like that kind of move to me. This seems like... Not a hard reset because there's mm. going to be old ways in terms of the likes of Chiellini and Benucci, like you mentioned, can bring that old stability. But even the likes of Delict, who are going to be there now, that's the next generation. If you, if indeed they do manage to get Tonali and Zaniolo and others of a similar ilk, that feels to me like the next crop that are coming through. Yeah, it doesn't feel like a complete overhaul of this no. squad, does it? It's not. It's not. You know, I'm sure he may well make five or six signings, but you only need, I'd say, maybe two or three to really round out that side. Um, fullbacks is another area that, that, that questions have been asked. Uh, and I know they've been sort of trying to work with the likes of Alexandro and Quadrado uh, in a sort of wing-back position. Is that a feasible strategy for you in the Champions League? I think we see a lot of teams playing this, don't we? This three at the back with the wing-backs either side. Um, Quadrado... Quadrado and Sandro are, good, are very good players, there's no question about it, but they are, certainly Quadrado as well, starting to feel like they're heading towards the, the other end of their career, shall we say. Um, mm. And I don't know, it's it's quite hard. You see a team like like that Liverpool side who've got their wing-backs, like, so young. You're going to get years out of both Trent Alexander-Arnold and Andy Robertson, those guys, and they've got the system down with T. Uh, it all depends on how PLO wants to play, really, doesn't it? Because if he does indeed end up changing to that 4-3-3, instead of the wing-backs that you might want to mention there, then where does that leave these guys? Are they more accustomed to playing that system or would they just happily set in the back four? I guess I guess you'd have to wait and find out, wouldn't you? One name I have to talk about, it's the name that everyone is speculating around, is Paul Pogba. Ah. Of course, the name will not go away. Uh, how feasible do you see his return to, to Juventus being? Because it feels like, at least until this has come back around, that... All the talk of him leaving Manchester United had kind of gone away for a bit. Yeah, I think um, I think why that is is important because I think uh, interestingly when he was at Juventus, a lot of people said he was obviously it was an absolute star when he was at Juventus, playing some wonderful football. But who was he playing alongside Adam Wilborn? Who was he, who was the guy who was helping him out in that department? It was one Andrea Pirlo who was finding the way to unlock the potential in Paul Pogba and gave him the chance to be the player we've seen, and now. Over at Manchester United, who's the player in there? Bruno Fernandes has come in and allowed Pogba to kind of open himself up a bit and be a bit looser. He hasn't quite reached those heights yet, but he's definitely been better mm. since playing with Fernandes. This is a guy who obviously needs to be playing with the right players to get the best out of him. So would that be a delicious story? Paul Pogba leaving Man United, leaving Man United to go to Juventus, to then leave Juventus to go to Man United, to then leave Man United to go back to Juventus and reunite with Andrea Pirlo. I mean... 
this feels like I'm playing Pez and we're in the Master League now and people are just going back and forward to each other on the transfers. <laughs> but I would take it. In terms of a narrative, it would be fantastic. Um, but again, where does that leave the potential other young signings if you're going to get yeah. such an influx of midfielders all in one go? You kind of think there needs to be a balance, doesn't it? I'd say at a bare minimum, there's been an eyes emoji being sent in the WhatsApp <laughs> chat between Pirlo and Pogba. Definitely. At least, at least a text in. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, 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 I don't know whether I can see it or not. I mean, like, we talk about Codrado and Alexandro and, you know, they've got other players there like Douglas Costa, for example. And I look at them and I'm completely biased because of my FIFA connections. And I go, well, they're great. They've got like, <laughs> Some ridiculous pace. <laughs> really high rins. Yeah, I need to watch more week in, week out Syria action, I think, before I can make a, a final decision on that sort of thing. But let's bring it back to the uh, the central point that we sort of started off with uh, when it comes to Juventus and the sacking of Sarri and the uh, Pirlo arrival or upgrade, should we say, from I think it was only like a week ago he got given the under 23 manager's job. So Crazy, isn't it? it's mad. But um, can he help them win the Champions League? I mean, you look at this season, we talk about. Man City and certainly Bayern Munich after their result against Chelsea the other day looking like potential favourites along with Atletico Madrid, etc, etc. But yeah, obviously Juve got knocked out uh, over the weekend by against Lyon. Um, but you still would have to consider them for next season one of the big contenders. I mean, every season I think is where they'd want to aim to be the big contenders as we've mentioned already. But can PLO bring it back? Well, he has a very simple answer to that question, Mr. Wilborn. No PLO. No party. So if if indeed PLO is there, then what are we going to have here? We're going to have a party, aren't we? Which means the only way you're going to get that party if you, is if you're going to win the goddamn Champions League. Which, if if you want... Look, it's hard to say. I, I'm, I am, of course, just excited. I'm very excited that PLO is going to be the manager. Um, this could go disastrously wrong. Genuinely could be like a real big flop. You hope not. But uh, I think if he can get the right moves made in the transfer market, then that is a guy who understands how that competition works, how to manage those players, whether they be players he used to play with or bring it to new guys. And I'd love to see it. I really would. I have waited. And if he can somehow keep Gianluigi Buffon around long enough for this, just give him enough games in the Champions League or have him as part of that squad so he gets a winner's medal if indeed they could win it next season. I mean, there's a lot of moving parts. I think we'll keep Ronaldo's one. Getting those signings in is the other one and finding the right way to play, which is mm. obviously something I feel like he will be able to do. Then let's talk again after that happens and see what their prospects are actually like. What about you? What do you think? Yeah, I, I think, you know, a bit like the, the, if you look at it next season, I don't think there's any standout contenders because I think, you know, yes, you'll look around and say, well, Liverpool and Manchester City obviously have to be considered. And Man City may well even win it this season, but... You kind of put them to one side because you think, well, they're going to be battling it out on all fronts in England as well. League, Cup, etc. Mm. Bayern Munich, I think, are always in and around that sort of thing. And yeah. they looked sensational. However, it'll be another year for the likes of Muller and Lewandowski. And obviously, they're, they're constantly evolving that squad. But I'd say on paper, Juventus have one of the strongest sides uh, to compete in the Champions League. And yes, obviously, they, like we said, they've experienced more competition in Syria. They've got... Lazio, they've got, they've got the Milans, they've got my beloved Roma to yeah, potentially contend Roma. with. Um, long history with them in football manager. But <laughs> if they could, for example, get Syria A kind of wrapped up, um, we don't know how this this the season's going to go next year. But mm-hmm. let's say you know by early 
2021 if they can kind of see the route that they need to take to to finish that off and maybe get an Italian cup in there as well I'd have to say I wouldn't bet against them for example you mm. know in, in a big game now if I if if you'd have given me Juventus Barcelona for example in previous seasons I'd have said probably given the edge to, to Barcelona just because of yeah. legacy and what have you and I just think yes Barcelona have got sensational players they've still got you know Messi Messi Ronaldo is, is going to be the age-old argument that we could talk about and fill thumbnails for for years still um but I just think in terms of management in terms of man management I should say mm. I I think it's going to be fascinating to see what Pirlo does and uh yeah at least in, in the in a sort of fairy tale story kind of way I can't, I would be ecstatic to see the old lady back winning the Champions League uh, you, you just would. You'd love to see it. I just feel like there's also that that inevitable curse feeling with the Champions League at the minute when it comes to Juventus. It's the thing that's eluded them for quite some time now, even at the point where you've seen them in finals. Buffon has been so close, man. He's, he was in the final and, and lost in a final, you know, I think multiple times now at this mm. point. Like, it's just... If, if not for him, just for the, the narrative of the club. And I'm, I'm a sucker for a story. I've always been a sucker for a good story, and what a great story it would be for Andrea Pirlo to turn up, turn this into a, a European recognised side that can actually be one of the best, if not the best team in the world. There's a massive mountain to climb. Let's not just make it out like that's going to be easy. As you mentioned, those teams are all there for reasons that are undeniable, it's fair to say, but we can dream. We can go exactly. down dream, and that's what we're going to do. And question marks may well be raised about uh, Pirlo's management style or what his experience or whatever. But the one thing that is certain, in the words of Jay from Men in Black, <laughs> what is the difference between Maurizio Sarri and Andrea Pirlo? He makes make this, this look, look good. good. Oh, I'm excited for oh, next season already. Wonderful uh, stuff. Do let us know your thoughts on this in the comment section below. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe. And subscribe to What Culture Football, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily football podcasts, of course. You can also let us know your thoughts on Twitter at What Culture FC and watch there. Follow both of us. You can follow Adam Nicholas at... It's Adam Nicholas. And you can follow this lovely man, Adam Wilborn, at... Adam Wilborn. Follow us all, as I said, at What Culture FC. We can dream. We can dream, Nicholas. Uh, we this can dream. Is... It's all kicking off. My thanks, Adam and Nicholas. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 